Hallelujah. Amen. I feel like um, people have already gone into the Christmas mode, but um, and, um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Amen. But going into the Christmas mode doesn't mean you should forget Christ. Because Christmas is Christ. So when you go into the Christmas mode, then it means that it has to be all about Christ. I don't know. It's a strange thing. Yeah. Because we say we are going on Christmas break. So it means that you are supposed to be... Because when you say I'm going to Disney World, it means that everything you're going to do is Disney. So if you say you're on Christmas break, everything you have to do is Christ. It's a message on its own. Amen. We have a few minutes, but I just thought that I will um, bring something to mind and um, just touch on it and pray that in 2020, it becomes a part of our lives. Amen. Of who we are and what we do. How many of you know that every coin has two sides? Do you know that? Yeah. In fact, next year, one of the times we'll even look at it that most of the time, all of us, our lives tend to have two sides. Amen. Yeah. And uh, sometimes both sides may be good, and sometimes one side may be good and one may be really bad. Isn't it? But this morning, I also want to tell us that there is a part of our faith and our life as human beings, Christian or not Christian, which we operate in, whether we like it or not, whether we are conscious of it or not. And um, today, I want us to just touch on this remembrance and <laughs> forgetfulness. Amen. Because Pastor Sam just said something. He said every time when the year is ending, then we say that it wasn't a good year. Do you understand? Yeah, whatever. Every time. But it's a part of our humanity in terms of remembrance and forgetfulness. Amen. And I just want to tell you before we start that neither one is bad or neither one is good. Amen. Yes. So it's not about, oh, as for me, I never forget. Or as for me, I always remember. No, that's not the point. The main point is, what do you remember and what do you forget? Amen. Let's read Exodus 13 as we introduce ourselves to it. Because I want us, first of all, to end the year putting some of these things into the right perspective. In fact, I, I, I was thinking about this and I realized that a lot of the time, even our challenge with our relationship with God it's not that God hasn't done something for us or God hasn't come through for us. Our problem is that we remember not just what God has done, but how he did it. And sometimes that can become a challenge because next time he's going to do it anyway, but he's not going to do it the way he did it before. So you can sit there and say God has not come through because you are looking at the process. But the process may have changed. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Exodus 13. Exodus 13. See, that's why some people, when they are proposed to, they don't see it as a proposal. Because the way they have seen proposals being done, people are taken to a mountaintop or they are taken, do you understand, somewhere, somewhere, and somebody kneels down. And so, you know, but that's the process. The dream still comes through. 
whether it's in McDonald's, whether it's, you know, you're driving somewhere and then a thought just occurred to the person and say, hey, I think I'll marry you. <laughs> and he does marry you. Yeah. The, 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 the children of Israel are a good example when it comes to remembrance. Amen. And also forgetfulness. Amen. Because when you have the grace to forget certain things, it's a blessing. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not everything you must remember. It's not everything of 2019 that you must remember. Or you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There are some things you've got to forget. And there are some things of 2020 that you should definitely remember. You see, if you are, if you, how many of you know that we are all driving our lives somewhere till the day we die? Yeah. And any driver, even the bad drivers, know that you cannot spend your whole journey looking in your rearview mirror. You will not arrive at your destination. <laughs> you will cash out the journey very, very quickly. Amen. Because the rearview mirror is just there to highlight maybe, you know, anything that you must take note of. So periodically, you look back. Do, do, do you get it? But you don't drive looking back. You drive looking forward. I feel like I'm coming to help somebody this 2019 ending so that they'll stop driving <laughs> looking back. Do you, do you understand? Yeah. And you see, some of these things, when it hasn't been exposed to you, you don't realize it, but it just becomes your norm. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there are people who were in relationships that have gone bad and are in new relationships. And even instead of looking forward into that relationship, they are looking back into the relationship that is gone. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah. The person may have been very charming and very romantic, but whatever they did, they did something for the relationship to end. Yeah, this one may not be very charming. He's not really into, you know, saying certain things and whatever, you know. But he's consistent, committed. Yeah, he may not be A1. Do, do, do you get it? But yeah, and that is why people have different kinds of lifestyles. Some people have generally a pleasant, joyful life. It's not because everything is perfect or because they have everything and everything they need, they get. But it's because of how they see remembrance and forgetfulness. It's because of the things they are able to forget. And it's because of the things they are able to remember and hold on to. Yeah. It's a blessing. Do, do, do you understand? Yeah, it's a blessing. And I pray that God will deliver us this morning. Amen. Verse 3, Exodus 13, I'm going to read from King James. And Moses said unto the people, Remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of bondage, for by strength of hand the Lord brought you out from this place. So remember that Egypt was a place of bondage, and remember that it was a place that the hand of the Lord was the one that brought deliverance. There shall no living bread be eaten. This day came ye out in the month Abib. And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, which he swore unto your fathers to give you a land flowing with milk and honey, that thou shalt keep his service in this month. Amen. 
when you read the Old Testament, you almost get amazed. But the problem is that it's not an Old Testament issue. It's all of us as Christians, we have the same issue. God brings us out of Egypt. God brings us to a land flowing with milk and honey. And we still have issues with God. And somehow, because you know that every bad place has something good. And every good place has some bad things. So even though they've come out of Egypt and they are supposedly in a place flowing with milk and honey, they've forgotten that in Egypt they had slavery. They've forgotten that in Egypt they were in bondage. But they remember that in Egypt they had leeks and herbs and, you know, all kinds of things. So it is actually our choice what we choose to remember and what we choose to forget. Yeah. Everybody, whether it's your parents, whether it's your children, whether it's your spouse, if you want to, you can choose to remember every bad thing they have done. You can choose to remember every negative thing they have said. Or you can choose to remember every time they have come through for you. Every time they have been nice to you. And you can choose to forget when they slipped, when they made a mistake. It is a choice that we make. We choose what we remember. And the reason why we have to really study this is because it's not a natural thing. The natural human thing is to remember anything bad. Yeah. Um, do you know that when you get on the bus, let's say if you are, uh, maybe carry a lot of load or you're with a lot of children or maybe you are heavily pregnant or something, you know, and somebody uh, maybe gets off their chair and then says, oh, please have a seat or something or move so that you have a bit of room, you know, you'll be like, oh, thank you, and you sit. But if you go on a bus and maybe you had so much luggage or you were, you know, maybe heavily break, you were not, you were not well, you couldn't wear something, and then somebody, fully able person sitting there, and then you even go and say, Oh, please, can I? And they're like, no, and they are rude, and then maybe they insult you, they have an attitude, you have a bad experience. From that day forth, you will always share that testimony. You will share it over every time you get on the bus, you remember. Hey, as for bus, you will always remember. But hardly are you going to go around saying that, oh, as for bus 50, you know, I've had such good experience on bus 50. The other day, the woman got up. You, it's not some, because it happened, it was, it was a good thing. We don't remember it. But that is what makes us sometimes so miserable in life because of our focus on that which is not nice. Because that which is not nice, that which is miserable, we enjoy having to relive it. And also, it motivates us to revenge. Amen. The dictionary gives us a couple of meanings of remember. It says that remember means to bring to one's mind an awareness of something or somebody. To bring to one's mind an awareness of something or somebody, which means that for you to remember somebody or to remember something, you must be aware of the thing enough for it to come to your mind or for it to be on your mind. Do do you get it? If you have to take something out of the house, you know, for the last three days, I've been trying to bring something in my freezer for um, uh, Pastor William's wife. For the last three days, the only time I remember is when I walk in here. So it tells you that I have no awareness of the thing. At all. Do, do, do you understand? Yeah. I mean, and, and he too, I told him. And I believe that he's in the same situation as me. Because he also has no awareness 
of the thing. But you realize that when there's awareness of it, you will not forget. Do, do, do you understand? Which means that if you want to forget certain things, you have to lose the awareness of it. Do you understand? You have to lose the awareness even of the existence of the person. It also means to keep something or someone in mind for attention or for consideration. <laughs> to keep something or someone in mind for attention or for consideration. Yeah, when somebody is planning to propose to somebody, they'll keep that person in mind for consideration. Do you, do you understand? Yeah, for attention. If you want to consider something or you want to take a plan on something, then you are going to have to put, keep that thing in your mind. Keep that thing in your mind. So what am I telling you this morning? If there is something that you don't want to consider, and if there is something that you want to lose attention on, then take it out of your mind. Because so long as it's on your mind, you are never going to forget it. So long as it's in your focus, it's in your purview, it is, in, it is there, there is no way you are going to forget it. And that's why sometimes when we are giving you counsel and we'll say, listen, get rid of the things that, you know, Joe Blocks bought for you, get rid of them. And then you are trying to negotiate and say, Pastor, this is a very expensive shoe. This is a very expensive bag. This was a very expensive, this was a very, can't I just keep one or two. Yes, you can keep one or two, but what it will also help you to do is that it will keep the attention and the focus of the thing that you want to forget. Do, do you understand? In the same way, for almost all of us, we need to consciously keep in our focus, keep it in our mind, everything and everybody who has helped us. The year is ending. Some of us, the year is ending, and just as the year is ending, some people who were really good to us in January, really good to us in February, really good to us in March, by August, September, you know, they had a few missteps. So we are ending the year with a certain mindset, remembering what happened in September, but forgetting what happened in January, February, March, when they were there for you and when they helped you. You see, but what you should begin to grow to learn is that January, February, March, April, May, June, July, they helped. Then September and October, they slipped. What should you remember and what should you forget? It also means to not forget <laughs> whether it's something or whether it's somebody. To not forget. Forgetfulness is a really, really bad spirit, especially when, when you need to remember. So, in fact, I was reading a book and they said, do not forget to remember. <laughs> Don't forget to remember. Don't forget to remember. And the first person who has been suffering this thing with all of us is God. Is God. Is God. God is the person we forget most. Once he brings us out of Egypt. Once he brings us out of bondage. Once by the grace of us, he, he brings a blessing to us. Once we begin to interact with the Hivites and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Gegesh, then we forget God. Moses was even fed up of telling them, remember, remember, remember. 
Remember also means to not forget promises made to you. And then also to not forget promises that you have made. Oh, did I say I'll do that? Oh, did I? Oh. No, I didn't actually mean it that way. I don't know if the young men of this day, they do the same. But when I was, uh, you know, younger, it was a very common thing for a guy to tell somebody, oh, I love you, only by the next morning to totally forget that they said it. <laughs> you know, yeah. And then they'll be trying to explain that it was a joke. It was just, a, there's, you know, I, I, I meant that I love you like my sister. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and then try and, yeah. try and re say, yeah. Yeah, do not forget the promises you have made. Sometimes when we are in a really hard place, sometimes even when we are on our sick bed, the kind of promises we make to God, God, if you raise me up from this bed of affliction, I will save you like no man has ever saved you. I will live the rest of my life for you. I will not see any human being on the street and not share Christ with them. From once I, Lord, if you take me through this, if I come out of this, if you help me to sort out my rent, if you help me to get a job, Lord, if you help me, everybody in the world will hear about it. But actually, a lot of the time, it is God's blessing that takes us away from him. Yeah. It is God's blessing that takes us away from him. Yeah. You know, one of the things I realized, you know, is that sometimes people are in maybe some part of Africa or some part of wherever, you know, Asia, whatever, and they just want to come to Europe. Yeah. And they are all night. They are there. Uh, whatever. Uh, uh, breakthrough service. They are there. Yeah, whatever. Lift him up. They're there. They're, they're, they're roll over twice. They're there. Whatever. Yeah. And then they'll be declaring, I see you getting a five-year visa to them. I see you and your days going to... I see you and them. Hey! Then they did they pack that their suitcase. And they get on that plane. And then they arrive in the cold weather. And the weather, the cold air blows over them. Oh, man. Gee. <laughs> They'll walk into the house of God and maybe give a thanksgiving offering for arriving safely. And by the grace of God, the next day somebody helps them to get a job. And the job, they say, listen, if you want more money, you can work from Monday to Sunday. They say, count me in. They will call and say, hey, you have arrived. You don't come to church. So, oh, church, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you know how life is in Europe, you know, but God knows my heart and where my heart is. My heart is constantly with God. Yeah, yeah. But you see, in their heart also, their, their equation with God is that, God, I saved you. I saved you. I have done, I have done my fair share. I have done, I have done more than my fair share. But the same person will forget God till they lose their job. Yeah. Don't forget God till their visa is about to end. Yeah. Then suddenly you just see them around. Pastor, I think that we should start beginning to do this in the church. <laughs> a 
it's a Christmas message. It's a Christmas. It is a Christmas. I want us to go into 2020 with the right mindset. Yes. With the right mindset. Yeah. The things you need to remember. Sometimes, I mean, I'm a human being. And I haven't done a whole lot for a whole lot of people. And sometimes my heart is so broken. I don't know how God feels. Because sometimes he has to come to the Mary Clay to come and locate you. He has to come into the pit to pull you out. Sometimes he has to fight on your behalf. Then when you win the battle, then you forget. Then you forget. You forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This church thing is overhyped. It's overrated. Yeah, yeah, you know. Actually, do you know that serving God is subject to the servant of God? Because I read a scripture that says that the, the spirit of a man is subject to the man. Yeah. It's true. But it's so pathetic. Because life is such a cycle that you shouldn't even forget. That if once upon a time you had darkness and now you are in light, you should know that darkness will come around at some point again. Why? Is the Bible so insistent and emphasizing so much on remembrance? Number one, let me give you a few. We have five minutes. I'll give you five in five minutes. Somebody say amen. amen. If I also give you only one, it doesn't matter. Remember that there were five. The first thing is that what? Because it is easier to forget than to remember good things. Because it is easier to forget than to remember good things. And the flip side of it is that it is easier to remember bad things than to forget them. You know, when Joseph, let me read it. Genesis 40, I'll read verse 14, then I'll read 21, 23. It is easier to forget than to remember good things. It is easier to forget than to remember good things or good people and it is easier to remember bad things or bad people than to forget that is why for a lot of people you will see that the relationships that stick in their mind the most is the one who tormented them the most Genesis 40. The Bible says in verse 14, but think on me. So Joseph had given, interpreted the butler and the baker their dream for them. In, interpreted the butler and then, you know, the butler was so excited that he was going to get promotion when he gets out of, they were all in prison at the time. And he says, so Joseph told the butler, but think on me when it shall be well with thee and show kindness. I pray thee unto me. And make mention of me unto Pharaoh and bring me out of this house. Verse 21. So when the baker and the butler were released, the, of course the baker was killed and the butler was promoted. The verse 21 says, And he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again. And he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hung the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. Amen. Listen, all of us have been helped by somebody. 
at some point. I don't care who you are or what you are. At some point, somebody has helped you. Somebody has encouraged you. At some point, somebody has been there for you. How many of those people do you remember? How many of those people do you acknowledge? How many of those people, even in this season of Christmas, will you pick a phone and say thank you? Listen, I'll give you a good example. I have an uncle, you know, and for the last 30 or the last 40 years, he has sort of been like a father figure. And um, he is one of the greatest womanizers on the planet. You, you know, yeah, he's just, when he sees beautiful women, his brain loses focus and attention, you know. Beautiful young, yeah, after 25, no way. But he's in his 70s anyway. <laughs> he, listen, he jogs two hours every day. Plays tennis, but yeah, because he has to. <laughs> when you get to his house around 6 p.m., he'll be. <laughs> you know? Sometimes my siblings and I, everybody just pounces on him for various reasons. I mean, not as for this womanizing thing. For various, yeah, because, yeah, because sometimes when somebody also is always there for you, you take them for granted. And because they do A, B, and C, you can't understand. Why wouldn't they do D, E, F, G, H? You're doing, keep doing. So if they do A, B, C, D, and they say, I don't do E or F, then it's like, sometimes I'll catch us having a family conversation that just me and my brother and my sister, and then I realized that they are trying to throw javelins at him or sticks at him. And I'll be like, what? This man owed nobody anything. In fact, among the, my father's brothers, he's the younger. He's not in line to be caring for anybody. It's not his responsibility. He, has, he, he didn't owe anybody one P. So sometimes I have to sit them down. And I'll be like, how many people do you know on the planet that you will be on holiday and they will say, here, get your tickets and get your uh, pocket money and go on holiday for two weeks or three? Tell me how many people who will even do it for their own children, let alone their, their dead cousin's children, not even brother, cousin or nephew. I don't even know what he was. He's a nephew. He's his mother who is a, a sister. Yeah. But he would do it. I said he used to do it for every single body. And we all came with our different issues. And which were all very unnecessary. I mean, think about it. Is a ticket to London or whatever. Is it the most important thing in your life as a student? No. And then sometimes you'll be like, because my sister went, she wanted a new car. And not just a new car. A certain car. <laughs> and her point was that she went to his house and he had, um, what were the cars in his house? He has a, no, the other one, that one with the funny shape. One of these cars that only two people can sit. Yeah, one of those cars that only two people can sit in. You know, and her point is, you have this, and her rolls for I say, hey, hey, hey. Don't even go there. And the funny thing is that he doesn't even do it for his own children. Yeah, 
The daughter was getting married. He told her that, listen, marriage is one of the most useless expenditure in life. And I'm not making that expenditure. So you bring the guy to this house. We'll get somebody to come and sort things out. Then when I say, then they are sort of, but I can see that they don't realize what I'm saying, that no, you have to remember. Anytime he says no, you have to remember how many times he has said yes. How many times he has said yes. Yeah. My brother was ill in South Africa for months. If you know anywhere that's more expensive than South Africa hospital, come and tell me. Pastor Ben, true or false? Sure. It's not a joke. When you go to a hospital and they cough, thousand dollars yeah when they if, if you are there and they have to drive you and bring you back home two hundred dollars you have to, yeah. let alone when it's cancer that they are treating every time they put that one of those chemo things and it was not an issue for him at all he just kept signing checks signing signing yeah in fact after my brother passed away my mom went and said hey man get your money he said, not today, not tomorrow, not ever. I'm not getting it. But still, to today, my brother wanted to do some fanciful thing. He went to him and my uncle was like, no, you're not doing that. And then he came home. This man, I said, hey. Stingy man, stingy. He's a very stingy man. I said, you people, you want blood? But that is how we all are. When we are in need of a specific thing, everything else that we needed that was done for us becomes irrelevant. Except for the one thing. May God have mercy on us. May God have mercy. That's why we trivialize even the house of God. Yeah, we trivialize the house of God. We trivialize. When we get salvation, we are blessed. When the church is helping us to do this, we are blessed. When the church sows into us, helps us with this, goes with us here. Maybe you have a funeral. We follow and go. You have a this. We follow and go. We have a this. We follow and go. Then by mistake, maybe you had some one thing. The church didn't come. As for church people, as for this church, uh, can you not remember how many times, how many years that the church has stood by you, has been there for you, covered you, prayed for you, encouraged you? Our time is up. I don't know. You know, Christ, God gives us the best example. You'll be surprised that even when Christ was being born, God still remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He remembered his covenant with David. Yeah. It's amazing. God is our best example. That's my next one. God is our best example of remembering good things and forgetting bad things. He says our sins, he will never, he won't remember. They are in the sea of, he's gone. He, did you do something bad? There is nowhere in scripture where the people of God repented and God said, I ain't taking this, you're repenting. I'm not accepting this, no. I'm not showing mercy today. Hebrews 6.10, the Bible says that for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and continue to minister. Amen. Yeah. You know, when you read Jeremiah 31, the Bible says, 
in verse 33, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After these days, said the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they will be my people and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them says the Lord for I the Lord will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. I pray for all of us that as we are ending the year and going into the new year that we will know the things that we ought to remember and we'll forget the things that we ought to forget. That we'll keep in our mind the things that bring joy. The things, Philippians says that all that is lovely, all that is just, all that, remember, think on those things. Stop thinking about the negative things about people. Stop thinking about the thing. Everybody has done something bad and everybody has done something good. I pray that we are going to go into the new year focusing on good things.